thank you so much for listening. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 405. I am your host and the author of the piece you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. You can call me Jack. I promise. I'm just fine with it. Uh, just the quickest bit of housekeeping before we get into the story today. Uh, I do get a little personal at the end of the question segment. It's something that was on my mind, but I I didn't really expect to jump out at the end, and then it does. So there's some trigger warnings, and there's some philosophical stuff, and I, I it tells you a lot about where I am and what I think about myself, uh, and I did want to give you that warning. The other thing I want to say is that uh, while I am indeed very grateful for all of you, I'm also seemingly incredibly cranky these days. Um, I've had a lot of progress with my anger issues, I think. At least some days I feel that way. And then lately, it's just... I'm just angry a lot. And I know a lot of you understand why. Especially the international fans have been really, really understanding. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart. The truth of the matter is, my my sense of self, my ego is pretty wounded right now. I had to fight pretty hard to get here. And I had to sacrifice a lot to live up to my own ideals. And with everything going on, it's just very hard. So I'm trying very hard to be the creative and the person that I want to be. I'm not always hitting 100% on that. Thank you to everybody who has sent an encouraging message uh, or more, uh, all the support in any way that you've sent it. Let me assure you, it's really meant a lot. Um, one last little bit before we get into the piece, I promise, very quickly. The piece is very aggressive tonally and language-wise. I, I got to work with what I've got, uh, emotionally speaking. So just saying, uh, it's not darker than normal, but there is a lot, there's a little bit more vernacular pepper than normal. And I did just want to put that on there because people are... Uh, excited for me to be back. That being said, it is mostly the stuff that you're looking forward to, so let's get you right back looking forward to it. Without further ado, today's piece is called Goodbye to It. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Huh? I said, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Shut up. Oh. I'm going to put my hand right around your throat. I'm going to pincer it. I'm going to sink my thumb into one side, my big four strong fingers into the other, and I'm going to choke you slowly. Let me ask it again. What the fuck do you think you're doing to me? You think I want to be thinking about you right now? You think I don't have enough things going on in my life right now? You think that I can be bothered with this? I can not. You will stop. I said you'll stop. Just like I'm going to stop squeezing here. That's enough. You can still breathe a little, can't you? Can't you? You're not nodding your head. I'm not holding it completely still, am I? Maybe I am. I asked you a fucking Question, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Huh? I don't want to be thinking about you. I don't want this cock to be hard. I don't want to feel my blood burning. There is too much to 
do, little girl. There is far too much to do. You can't be on the list. Do you hear me? You can't be on the list of things to do. I don't care how bad you want it. I don't care if you say you need it. You don't need it. You keep saying you need it over and over again. You're not dying. You haven't died yet. When I don't give you a fix, you do not keel over. Do you hear me? Do you understand me? Do you understand me? God fucking damn it! I will choke you harder. I will push your head and tap it against the wall behind you. I will fuck up your pretty. Hair while I do it. Do you get me? Do you understand? I don't have any patience for you whatsoever. You can DM me a hundred times, a thousand times. You can tell me that you need me, need me, need me. I will respond when, and only when, I want to. That is how far down the hole you are. That is exactly how deep in you are with me. When I fucking feel your tits, your nipples this hard for me. When I'm really giving you the business, telling you exactly what you are. I know it's true, and so does your fucking body. So stop, God. Damn, fighting it. Better. Your stomach's still trembling. You're still terrified. That pussy better be fucking soaking wet. You hear me? Your cunt better be dripping. Do you hear me? My hands are on your throat. I don't hear you. That's better. When I ask you a question, you respond. I want you. Wet. I want you as wet as you hope I'm hard right now. Don't look. You'll find your validation soon enough, or you won't soon enough. You're a thing, aren't you, my sweet little thing? You're a thing for me to have when I want to have it. It gets me off, you know. It gets me off that you're desperate for me. That you will send me message after message. That when I am gone and I am taking my time and I am doing whoever I want in the meantime, that you're still begging for it, begging for it, with every single hour. Whatever I give you, you'll take because that's how much you need it. Because that's where you are. I know what I am to you. I know the other side of it. You say you'll do anything for me. You'll say you'll give me anything, won't you? Won't you? You'll give me anything, won't you? You'll give me anything I name, won't you? Of course you will. Of course you will. You know why? Because you have to use me. Ooh. If you could do it with anybody else, you would. But you gotta take me into your blood. You gotta.
gotta sink it in beneath your skin and make it feel so, so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. That's the goddamn stuff, isn't it? Ooh, so many emotions in so few minutes. Hands up and down the side of your thighs. So fucking warm. But not wet enough. When I move my thumbs up the inside of your thighs, I'm supposed to be feeling something besides heat. This is just way too much friction. My skin in your skin, causing my thumbs to jump up in lumps. You don't like it lumpy, do you? You don't like it lumpy, do you? Yeah, you like to be slapped a little bit, but only with the open side of my hand. Never the closed. You don't like it lumpy, do you? You like it smooth. You like it smooth, don't you, baby? You don't like it too fucking painful, do you? <laughs> Putting you in your fucking place is so good every fucking time. Ah, oh. turning you, bending you over, making sure that I can go ahead and sit right next to you as I look up at you, hands on the desk, <laughs> legs slightly apart and my hand coming up to play with just the front of your fucking slit. Don't move. Palms need to stay on the desk. Knees need to be slightly bent. If they don't, we stop. And I don't just mean the fingering. You kept saying you wanted me to do this. You kept saying you wanted me to be aggressive. You kept saying you wanted to see more of me. Well, this is fucking me. <laughs> this is who I am. You are a game. And then you become a piece of a game. And then you become something that used to be a game. That's the best you can hope for. You hear that, you fucking cunt? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your pussy. Do you hear that, you fucking cunt? That's the best you can get out of me. I'll play with you for a little while. Then I'll probably find you boring. You should probably turn off now. You should probably not be so wet. Still is. I don't think she is listening to you. I don't think she's listening to me either. We may have to punish her later. Ooh, see, you like that, but <laughs> maybe you should not be so quick to. You are much, much wetter now. Now, when I just start to corkscrew my fingers a little, yeah, yeah, that works out okay. Now when I start to corkscrew just a little pushing, yeah. Yeah. That's not so bad, is it? Hmm, oh. you know, when this pussy is wet enough, like, really wet enough, it's almost railable. It's not really. See, even just pushing my two fingers in makes you squeeze a little bit. <laughs> 
And we both know that something thicker than that's about to come. So you're never really a hundred percent railable. I'm never capable of just launching my left hand right at your waist, wrapping around your obliques, your whole midsection, taking my right hand and wrapping it around your back, hand down on the underside of your neck, grasping and pulling you into position. Even if I do all of that, I still couldn't fuck you as hard as I wanted, because your pussy's just never going to be big enough, is it? It's just never going to be big enough for what I want to shove into it. Not as hard and as deep <laughs> and as fast as I do. <sighs> Back to just circling around your clit. <laughs> The occasional slide up and down. You can't come from that, can you? Leaning forward, all exposed. Ah, oh, I think you can. I think you can because of how turned on I make you. I think you can just because I get it. I get it. It turns you on. Talking about getting what turns you on, talking about you like you're a piece of me, talking about you like you're not even here and then addressing you directly, taking you in and out of that moment, making you feel it over and over again, yeah. I think you can come from it. The sensation. Don't focus on anything else. Don't focus on anything else. Your body leaning forward, clenched, the muscles getting tighter. Don't focus on them. Don't focus on your legs giving out. Focus only on that pussy. My pussy. Whenever I touch it, it's my pussy. And as I rub around your clit, as I circle it, as I go up and down, as I touch that button, as I begin to move in and out, in and Rub over it, yes, rub over it, yes, rub over it, yes, rub over it, good girl, good girl, good girl, good girl, good girl, good girl, yes, 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 good girl, good girl, good girl, right there, right there, yes, yes, good girl, good girl, oh, fuck yes. Oh, fuck yes, right now. You're going to fucking come for me. You're going to fucking come for me. Do you hear me? It's right there. I want it just circling around that fucking clit and pushing it ever so slightly. There, 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 there. Rubbing it. Rub, 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 rub. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Yes, you can. Concentrate on it. Concentrate. God damn you. Focus on it for me. Just that light little paintbrush motion back and forth, up and down. Back and forth, up and down. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are just from that fucking clit. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can if it's for me. Yes, you can if it's for me. Yes, you can. Yes, you can if it's for me. Of course you can. Really go, 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 go. Right there, baby. Right there. Yes, 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 yes. Pump your hips. Pump your hips. It's very close. It's very close. Go, 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 go. Yes, yes. Oh, baby. Baby, that's insane. Well, that's so nuts. Look at the way that you can just come for me.
come and come and come and come for me. Look at the way that you can do it so easily as I move my fingers back up and down your slit. So much easier now, isn't it? You are so fucking wet and still is. Ooh, dipping those fingers back in nice and gentle, don't worry. I know it's sensitive. I'm just showing you that you can be a good girl. I love when you're slutty for me. And you can be such a good girl. I love when you give it to me just like that. I'm manipulating you so much. Calling you a good girl one minute. Treating you so horribly the next. Oh me, oh my, what is going on? What are we going to do, huh? What are we going to do, huh? What are we going to fucking do? Oh. Well, I have some ideas. Uh-huh. I want to fuck you real fucking good. Uh-huh. I do. Here, let me show you. Let me take your hand. Normally, this is where I'd guide it right to my big cock, wouldn't I? Mm, right now, I want to take your hand and I want to slide it down my chest. Mm, I'm so proud of it. Down my stomach. Mm, over my thigh. I want to take your thumb, spread it across from the rest of your fingers so that you can grip me when I push down on the back of your hand so that it's in between you and my flesh. Yeah. I want you to grab me and touch me and feel me. I want you to really fuck me. Do you hear me? I want you to really use that pussy, really tighten up that midsection and try and fuck me. Fuck me just like I'm about to fuck you. Fuck me right goddamn back. I want you to be the perfect companion. Wrap yourself around me and let go. And just the way that only you could. It's only you that can. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I know you want to suck it, but that's why we had to make sure you were so wet. That's why we had to open you with fingers and keep you sensitive. Because I want that pussy. I'm going to fuck you so good. You have no idea how good I'm about to fuck you. What are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're making me think about you all the time. And there's only one way to get a girl like that off my mind. And that is to keep myself in agony. No, this cock tip can't go between those lips. 
I would come way too quickly. Uh-uh. No, that doesn't work for me. You see, I've been very, very down and very, very fucking angry. And I haven't come in a very long time. So I bet as I take you from behind, and shove this cock into you, imagining you're someone else, imagining you're Scar Joe or Anna Dermaz or some other fucking starlet. I'm gonna forget all about you. What are you doing? You're making me think of you. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna fuck you in such a way you're never gonna forget. And I'm gonna do it from behind, using this cock, making you realize that you played the wrong game. You getting me to think more about you just made me realize I don't want to think about you. I don't want to do it. Take the fucking cock. Take that fucking tip. You goddamn love it. Come on. Come on. Slapping the base of that fucking cunt and making the fucking splatters go everywhere. You dirty fucking thing. Did you hear what I just said? I'm gonna fuck you out of me. I'm gonna fuck you right out of me, and I'm gonna let some other fucking Hollywood template slip right in. Because she won't be aggravating. She won't be demanding. She won't be real. She can just be a perfect little fantasy that I pull out just like my cock when it's hard and put back away when it's soft again. Need or not, I said it over and over and over. Yes, yes, you fucking love it, don't you? Don't you? That fucking pussy feels so fucking good, but not nearly as fucking good as it does to make you fucking shudder and shake with every push forward. Oh, holy shit, do you love this cock? You do. You do. Do. You're trying to pretend that you don't, but you do. You love this fucking cock, don't you? Don't you? You love this fucking cock and what it does to you. You can't stop. You don't want it right now? You don't want it right now? No wonder you fucking tried to get this between your lips. Mm? No wonder you fucking tried to get this between your lips. You fucking love that I stopped you too, don't you? However much you wanted to fucking give me that pleasure and hear me moan, you love that I knew exactly what I wanted from you was this goddamn pussy, don't you? Yes. <laughs> ah. Ah, even though I have not come for days and days, I refuse. You hear me? I refuse. You're not going to make me come. I'm going to make you come. I'm going to come when I want. I'm going to come when that pussy is absolutely spasming. Do you want my come inside your pussy to be the kiss goodbye? <laughs>
Because I'm not going to fucking pull out for this. You want me too much. I've been too isolated. I am raw dogging and coming inside that cunt to say goodbye. Do you love that? Oh, you fucking do, don't you? Calling it a fucking cunt, saying that I'm going to come right inside it. Oh, you were always such a fucking good girl until you met me. I fucking showed you what you were for, didn't I? Didn't I? I fucking showed you what you were fucking for, didn't I? And then once I showed you, you just needed to learn a brand new place. A brand new place to get fucking lower. A brand new way to fall down as low as you could. Oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes, you love it. Fuck. Yes, you love it. You know why? <laughs> you know why? Because I fucking love it. Because I fucking love it. And if I fucking love it, and my conk is inside you, then you fucking love it. <laughs> oh, you feel so good. fucking cunt. You are nothing but your fucking cunt. You hear me? You hear me? You are nothing but your fucking cunt. 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 Come on. <laughs> Keep it tight. Come on. <laughs> God damn it, God damn it, God damn it, come on, come on, yes, 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 fucking come over me, yes, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, make me come, make me come, make me come, make me come, don't stop, <laughs> don't fucking stop. Yes! Yes! <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> you hear me? You hear me? You feel so fucking good. <sighs> oh, my teeth sinking right to your fucking ear. <sighs> I don't need to lick that fucking pussy. I don't need your fucking mouth at all. Just my cock inside you. Oh, you guys better feel lucky that I use my fingers first, yeah? Yes, yes. Oh, I love fucking you from behind. I'm pulling out and watching the cum just drip because of how fucking wet you are. Ooh, spread your pussy lips with my fingers from behind and make it happen faster. Yeah? Huh? You like that? Slap your ass down from above. Mm, really speed it up. Don't you fucking move. On your feet for the last goddamn 20 minutes. Fuck from behind. Nobody told you you could sit down. <laughs> <laughs> 
You sit there and you breathe like the sweaty fucking mess you are. Think it's gonna be sweet every time after? I said I was gonna fuck you until I could fuck the goodbye right out of me and it's not there yet. So you're gonna stand there. You're gonna fucking stand there. You're gonna let me jerk off standing behind you looking at your ass until I'm hard again and one more time. We're gonna try it. I'm gonna fuck you until I can't fucking stand you. I'm gonna fuck you and I'm gonna come inside you from behind until I know I can say goodbye and never have to fucking deal with you again. Problem? Problem? Because you know it would really help speed this process along? You could reach down from in front and show me that you really want to play with this. You really want me to keep fucking you until the cum runs out. Reach that hand down between your legs, bend further forward. Maybe you can rest your fucking tits against it this time and rub your clit. Show me that hole. Show me what I'm gonna fuck until I'm absolutely ready to say goodbye to it. And here's hoping you enjoyed that piece. So, without further ado, you guys miss me. I very much missed you. Let's hear some questions, shall we? Hey, Jack. Hey, ladies. It's Serena. Um, I have a couple questions for you this week. Please. Uh, the first one, I'm not sure if it's ever been asked, um, but just for fun. Uh, in thinking of the Grey Knight as a character or a persona or whatever, um, if he had a horse, what would the horse's name be? <laughs> uh, well, actually, uh, the very first Cowboy Jack I did had a horse named Penelope. And then people were just obsessed with the idea that every Cowboy Jack should like have a second character in it. And I even tried to do it for the second one, Stagecoach. But like I didn't try and push it too hard. Um, and I, I laughed because I was like, oh, I can't keep doing Cowboy Jacks with the fucking horse. And people were legitimately, you know, this is when I, I didn't have many fans. So a couple of people clamoring for it, I thought, is this really what people want? <laughs> um, and then uh, a couple of years later, one of my favorite 80s screenplays, um, for, you know, like a big movie that's like really actually still kind of good and, and holds up without the nostalgia factor is Back to the Future. Uh, I've actually seen it a number of times, and I've I've read the screenplay, and I know a lot of trivia about it. But one thing I never knew is that the, one of the biggest regrets of the writer-director is that he puts the girlfriend from, from number one in the car at the end, because in number two, he has to figure out what to do with her, and he thinks that's the biggest mistake that he made in that trilogy, is that Michael J. Fox's girlfriend is not a compelling character, but she was at the car, so she had to do something. So I laugh because... I'm so glad that I decided to ditch Penelope. There's only so many things you can do with a cowboy, a horse, in sexual, uh, in sexual innuendo before it gets uh, real Danish, let's just say, real quick. Uh, don't look up Danish horse brothels. My second question is about the podcast. I was wondering uh, if you've ever made any drastic changes to an episode mid-season. I'm not sure if you have them kind of thought out in advance or if you sort of write them as you go. But if you do, um, has feedback or something else ever made you uh, drastically alter where an episode would go? Um, that's it for me. Hope you have a good rest of your week and uh, try to stay cool. 
Well, thank you so much, Serena, uh, from everybody. Everybody should try and stay cool. Thank you. Uh, I've never... When I'm in my creative process, I'm not receptive to feedback. If you're looking for somebody who has uh, mapped out a, uh, a good model for my creative process, it's John Cleese. If you look up John Cleese uh, open and close lecture, I think that'll probably do it, or lecture on creativity probably is better. Um, but he talks about how creativity goes from an open, playful state to a closed, I'm focusing, I'm working right now state. Right now, I'm in a closed focusing state. Right now, no ideas are coming to me. I'm in a closed state. I'm answering your questions. I'm focusing on your voice. Uh, like if you you were sitting here, and then I'm trying to give you an answer as though uh, there's that you put the microphone down, and there's an auditorium filled with people, and I have to uh, answer your generic or your specific question uh, to a generic audience, and that's very much my focus. I'm 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 trying to be respectful of that uh, because, of course, you're giving me your time, even if you're folding laundry. So, <laughs> I mean, I listen to podcasts. I'm just saying. Sometimes I'm sitting there. Sometimes I put one on just because it's time to clean the kitchen. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, when I'm in that closed state, when I'm in a very, very closed state especially, I 100% don't listen to feedback because I'm creating. All of my, my process is on creation. And when... I'm in a communicative state uh, when I'm really feeling active on Twitter or the blog or something, uh, and I'm feeling very receptive. I'm saying, hey, guys, throw it in right now. That's meaningful, too, because that's when I'm like, okay, I'm feeling very playful today. So if you give me an idea today, if you give me an idea in this state, uh, if you give me feedback in this state, uh, especially when I'm like, hey, guys, I'm open to feedback today. Haven't been for a while. Sorry, 2020. But like when I say things like that, I really mean it. I wake up and I'm like, I feel receptive today. Uh, one really great thing about being me right now is that there's no strain on being real because I have been the entire way through. So if I'm having a hard time or if I don't want to do something, I say it. And I got to say, there's a little bit of joy in me from watching, you know, the people that I do podcasts with or not that I do podcasts with, that I listen to podcasts uh, that I'm a media consumer of and that I've gone like, come on, I know you're being fake right now. Come on, I know you're being fake right now. Um, it's it's been very entertaining watching them in 2020. I'm like, ha ha ha, guys, ha ha ha, ha ha ha. I'm not doing so good, right? It's been actually really interesting watching that happen. And and I gotta say, there's been a little bit of uh, there's been a little bit of fun. All right, thank you very much, Serena. Up next, we have Nettie. Hello again, Jack. Glad to see everything's been getting better for you, and thank I you. hope everything is still you know treating you a lot better than i'd previously heard you're very sweet so for my first question if you could go back in time to visit any event whether it's historical <laughs> or a concert anything when and what would that be second question okay she's really firing them off uh i've actually been pretty obsessed with the burning of library of alexandria for a long time it turned out not to be what i thought it was i got bad information in the 90s and 2000s and more updated information but i've actually been pretty obsessed uh with that and uh, i'm not a visual person or a visual storyteller but i have uh written uh a, a piece uh in which the Big visual is that the Library of Alexandria is burning and somebody pulls out 
essentially a book and starts reading it in the middle of that. And, uh, and I had that image when I was very, very young. And I just thought it was cool. Very, very young. Like pre-10, I had that image. Uh, I just thought it was like very, very cool because, of course, when you're that young, uh, or if you're in Japanese anime, a cool image is the story. That's storytelling to you. What? Does it look cool? Awesome. That's a full story. Bam! Bam! Take that, anime lovers who came here for no good reason. Uh... <laughs> uh, so it was a cool image. And most of the stories that I have from like that period where I latched on, like, that's a cool idea. That's a cool image. Almost all of those get discarded. Uh, but that one actually got fleshed out. So if I could go back, I'd go to the Library of Alexandria and I'd watch that motherfucker burn and I'd find out which theory of, of the burning was correct. Which would you rather have to face in hand-to-hand combat? Oh, no! 15 duck-sized bears? Oh, no. Or five bear-sized ducks? Okay, this is a bullshit question. Are you kidding me? The answer is 15, ducks, uh, 15 duck-sized bears, without a doubt. This is the craziest fucking... A normal-sized duck is already not that great, and so a five bear-sized ducks is just terrifying. Whereas, I'm afraid of bear... I'm, I, for one, I don't particularly care for what you're implying, Dr. Monroe. Okay, let's get that straight. But to, to honor the spirit of the question, the answer, even though I'm afraid of bears, is 15 bears. I'm huge. They're, they're going to have bear brains, but they're going to have tiny little bodies. Like, I'm scared of a grizzly bear, right? And a grizzly bear is not scared of me. And I think that this is a pretty reasonable assertion of how it's going to be, if should we bump into one another. Okay? However, if I'm literally 35 feet tall and I fucking, a grizzly bear fucking stumbles up on me, that grizzly bear's not gonna attack me. That grizzly bear's gonna be like, what the fuck, and run the other way. Do you know grizzly bears can run 35 miles an hour? You do fucking know. They well run 35 miles an hour in the other fucking direction if I was 35 feet tall. I'm just trying to do the math, right? I'm just trying to do the average duck. Duck comes up to about my knees. So I would... Yeah, man. I'm trying to imagine, like, what if I... Because, I mean, you just said bears, because they could be brown bears. But, I mean, I guess they could be poor bears. So let's... Yeah. Let's just evil it out on grizzly. All right? So I could... I'm at least 25 feet tall, and I'm thinking... All right, if I'm 25 feet tall, right, that means I'm 2 times 2 times 2 times 2. So I'm 16 times as dense. 16 times as head. Oh, yeah. That grizzly bear is definitely not fucking starting shit. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, if I weighed 16 times as much and had the same musculature? Oh shit, bring them fucking fit. Like, he can absolutely run, he can absolutely go get his Wu-Tang posse of fucking bears, and he can bring them all fucking back. Absolutely, 100%. I will be there, I will be making a goddamn spear out of a fucking oak. I will, I will take those bears fucking out! Absolutely. Thank you very much for the question, Eddie. Next question. Hello, Jack. This is my first time sending questions. I hope your week was amazing. Her name is the blushing one, everybody. I, I, her, her attitude's also fantastic. And I have three questions for you. Number one, okay. what was your introduction to BDSM? My introduction with BDSM is actually fairly early in my sexual experience. A, a very giggly, very blushy gal asked if she could tie me up with tape and uh, – I believe I always get this wrong. PVP? No, PVC. P- PC. PCP is the drug. PVP is in video games. P. P. 
Mm, it's PCV piping? Fuck. Whatever the big plastic industrial typing piping is that every child, if you take them to a Home Depot or Lowe's, picks up and pretends is either a tuba or a lightsaber, depending on what day they're in, uh, that's what she wanted. And uh, she made a makeshift uh, constraint with the, the tape and the pipes because the internet sucked back then. And what, what was the experience like for you? It was a very good one. Um, I feel a little bit cheeky about this. Uh, this is something I used to brag about. This is something I have learned. Uh, it's not really appropriate. Uh, but the whole, but to, to just to simmer it down, uh, she tied me all up and she's like, and then she started kissing and stroking me and she goes, I guess now I'm really thirsty. And this is before thirsty meant horny. And so she goes to get water and she closes the door and everything and she's all giggly and like, you know, having a great time dominating me. And I'm sitting there in the dark with my erection going like, well, this feels good, but it's not quite right. So I just kind of break out of the rig that she's made because it's just tape and piping and she doesn't know like how to really bind a human prisoner who's working out and you know at this point i'm a vegetarian and shit like i'm in great shape so i'm just like oh okay and i don't crack the pipes i to be clear this i'm not that strong but i get out of the tape bindings pretty easy i make i you know the tape is 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 binding both me and the pipe so if i can make me and the pipes go in different direction where the tape is weak and you hear what i'm saying so like she goes to get her water and i don't know how long it is but she thinks that she's been a while but I just kind of sit on the ground how she left me, on my knees, with my hands behind my back. And then when she gets closer, I just kind of grab her. Uh, and then we experiment a little bit more for the rest of the evening. And that's my first experience with BDSM. And what inspired you to continue writing? Thank you, Jack. <laughs> what inspired me to continue writing? Uh, nothing. It never turns off. You can rest assured that if I if I ever am taking a period off as the Grey Knight, uh, or if the Grey Knight project ever stops for any reason, that I am haunted by ideas. I literally can't let go of short stories that I have left uncompleted from the age 17. I've tried. Uh, if I think an idea is actually good, if the moment actually hits me, I'll just keep writing and rewriting and pitching it over and over again to the point that any connection that I have left in Hollywood and after COVID-19, I do not. They're all fired. But like any connection that I had would be like, are you really still pitching this? This is the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's got intergalactic alien wars and it's a weed comedy and it's about pizza girls. No one's ever going to watch that. I'm like, I know, but it's funny. Come on. I rewrote it again. <laughs> I took all your notes. My notes were it wasn't funny. I know, but besides that one. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you very much. We have one last question. Hi, Jack. Hope you're doing well. Her name is Bridget. My question is... What and I am. What's the best gift you've ever received from a fan? <sighs> That's put me on the spot, because I have gotten some really great ones. I really have gotten some things. I was just shocked because I casually mentioned, and then I got really, you know, personable gifts from you guys that, like, even ex-girlfriends never even got close to. Like, a lot of, a lot of exes would be all, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be real with you guys. One, one thing that I do have in my in my previous dating history is a pretty wide swath of women 
they're from different countries. They've got different religious views and backgrounds. They've got different eye colors, skin color, hair color. You know, there's a lot of diversity because uh, it's not a joke when I say women are gorgeous. Like, <laughs> it's not ex-women are gorgeous. Women are very attractive. <laughs> That's, I mean, I know you guys think this is true. And I know that you guys also think it's kind of bullshit. You know, it's kind of like like a like a dove commercial or like a like a you know I obviously I benefit from saying women are attractive there's no there's no downside for me if I say that a lot but I legitimately just think like what type of women are you into and it's like well everyone that will allow me <laughs> when 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 uh when when a guy asks me a question like so you've you, you've been around the world and you've had sex with a lot of women I'm like yeah and he's like so which type is the best I'm like I don't know I haven't had sex with every woman yet I don't know what women like because I haven't fucked them all yet. As soon as I get that all crossed off the list, I'll let you know. I promise. Uh, <laughs> so I, I do, I do find. Uh, goodness, I really got off the track on this one now, didn't I? Whoops. Um, I, I do. Wow, I'm blushing really hard on this one. Uh, I, I do, I do have a lot of experience with a lot of different women who were close to me and I I don't date uninteresting women. You gotta have something going on cognitively upstairs. I like to talk before I fuck. I like to talk after I fuck. And sometimes I even like to talk during. Sometimes I even like to make during a game. Sometimes I'll even be like, e answer or we'll stop. And you're like, no, you won't. Like, you better fucking believe the discipline I have. I will fucking stop fucking you mid-fuck. Uh, and so this very wide array of, of interesting, eclectic women who had to deal with me believe it or not, even more vague and even more emotionally shut down than you guys get me. So there's a lot of like, so this book is from my country in my in my ex's gift box. There's just a lot of like, yeah, so we passed through a town once and you said something. It's the only thing you said that day. So I thought you must have liked the town. Here's something from that town. There's a lot of that. Um, so just to be clear. Mia culpa on why the gifts are <laughs> so personal. Um, but from the bottom of my heart, especially since I, I'm not going to be able to see the really creative gifts for, for my birthday, and sadly, the right things are going, I'm not sure I'll feel confident picking stuff up for Christmas either. Sorry. Um, it's It's a bummer. But... My house is festooned with the gifts you guys have given me. They're everywhere. I use them daily, literally. Literally daily. I use the gifts you guys give me. I know how appreciated I am. Um, I'm very shy. I know that's... My name's on the podcast, and I, I broadcast, and... I masturbate on the podcast and I hit publish. So how can I be shy? But I am. I'm very shy. And as, as a shy, quiet man who has trouble relating his feelings to others, I am just deeply appreciative for the fact that you guys want to give me gifts. Um, 
the the best the best gifts that I've gotten from you guys are all of them. Uh, I didn't mean for this to get so emotional, but I guess it's a good way to you know sign off the show uh, since it's the last question. Um, it's hard in America, and. For some people, it's a lot harder than others. I'm really glad that I didn't. This is a this is a confession. I didn't at all really expect to to bring up, but I think I almost lost a good real life friend last year, and I almost lost them because they went through some struggles, and they went through some hardship, and they had to kind of reset some stuff in their life. But that's, of course, not why I almost lost them. I was, I was a good friend at that point. So after they recovered from this, um, you know, after their hardships, they needed a loan. They already had a loan. They needed a loan. They needed a place to stay. They needed a long time. And they got all that from their family, which I'm very appreciative for. You know, got back on their feet. Right after they got back on their feet, they talked about all the fucking homeless in their town. And how much better it would be if they just went away. And it just broke my heart. Because since I didn't have a good relationship with my family, when I ended up in a bad situation, I ended up on the street. And I've been thinking about not telling this story for a long time. But one of the major things that people... Wow, this is... One of the major things that people don't understand about me, if you haven't lived a life filled with conflict, if 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 everywhere has always been a battleground, unless you have specifically won a fight and made that place peaceful for yourself, if the default mental assumption is not only, I don't belong here, but that is correct, it's hard to stop fighting. PTSD is maladaptive only because society is stagnant. This took me a long time to get and embrace and for shrinks to really keep pounding at me. Hey, PTSD is maladaptive because society works. If society doesn't work, it's not maladaptive. Well, society never worked for me. And I'm going to give you a single example besides being homeless. Because when you hear about somebody homeless, you definitely don't picture somebody who can speak like me or who talks about the Library of Alexandria off the top of his head. But I was. And the system really quite liked that I was. And from my perspective, the only reason why I'm not homeless right now is because of my talent and because of my mind, my cognition. I really do. So here's a single story about how deep the hole in America goes if you don't have anybody else. No matter how bad you think your family is, if your family never helped you get an education, literally would throw you out of the house every time you attempted. If your family literally tried to, in every single way, punish you for for making an income outside of your house, especially if you live in a rural area. 
Just imagine that kind of dynamic with your family, if you would. I know it's hard for many of you, but just try. And then you're on your own as an adult, quote-unquote, and you slip and you fall. You have mental health issues, you have depression. You with me? You're not in debt at this point. You've lived frugally. But you're just breaking even because you're a young adult in America on your own, trying to get an education, trying to work, trying to keep a roof over your head. And you get depressed somehow. How could anybody in America in that situation get depressed? I don't know. Maybe you even get suicidal. And you call the number, the only number you've ever been given, the number, the only advice you've ever really been given by anybody if you're suicidal and you think you might hurt yourself tonight. Call this 1-800 number. It's the Suicide Prevention Hotline. What you might not know, what you might not understand, unless you had to fight America on your own, is that they might just call the police. You have no way of knowing. You have no power. They might just call the police. Police might just knock on your door, and the police might just force you to go take a medical exam. The medical exam might just last a couple of hours, be humiliating. You will be strip-searched in America if, if it happens. There's no hypothetical there. It's all 50 states. You will be stripped against your will. You will be committed against your will, if only for a couple of hours, but maybe longer. And you will have to endure it. You will have no rights. You are dead to rights in this period if this is what happens to you. But that's not the bad thing. You hear that and you think, well, you know, okay, I'll get over it. It'll be bad. Here's where America really fights people. Here's what America really does to people. It doesn't matter if you have insurance or not in a situation like that. You were under duress and emergency care, and three different medical, three different state workers really had to help you out there. That is not free. That is literally a thousand or two thousand or three thousand or thirty four hundred and sixty eight dollar bill that that night of service. literally nine months of your end. And if you can't pay it, or if something happened and you had to move and you didn't realize this happened, do you know you can get a bench warrant in America for not paying your medical bills? Do you know what a bench warrant can stop you from doing it? Like registering your car. Like being able to get around, like being able to leave, like being able to change your situation anyway. Do you know you can go and try and apply for a job in a new town? Get pulled over? Get taken in by the police for your medical debt bench warrant? and have to incur additional processing charges for making the police arrest you and additional charges to get your car back out. 
do you know that when the police do those processes, when the state, really, commits to you then, that you have to, at least in some municipalities, in some areas of this country, have a permanent residence in order to be released. <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Because there's a lot of people that complain about homeless camps appearing in their neighborhoods. And I do too. I don't like them either. But when I complain about them, I seem to have a slightly different tone and perspective. I, I see a slightly different comedy tragedy in our interactions than most people. So, not trying to be too high and mighty, but that's, that's an American story. The second American story is much shorter, and I guess I'll say goodbye. Uh, and in the episode here with it, really didn't mean to go down this. The other thing you need to know about being homeless is that you really need to have a car. Because if you're in one of those homeless camps, the police can show up just about anywhere in this country and say you have 30 minutes to move, starting now. Boy, howdy. God help you if you're alone in America and you lose your fucking paperwork. <laughs> Especially if you lose all the information that the court said that you had to have. Otherwise, it wouldn't just be a bench warrant. That's going to do it for the Nightly Pleasures podcast, episode number 405. It got very real, and this is very much why I am having a lot of trouble creating, why I'm extra sour and dour. <sighs> Living in a period right now where nobody wants to hear my complaining, but my complaining... And my suffering, if I may be so bold, is pretty relevant to, I think, what a lot of people are going through. So, as I fade out here, and, and we'll see you again next week, just know that I am feeling a deep-seated series of, of feelings. I am emotionally really going through a lot of things and reliving things, and that I am deeply appreciative for all of you. Uh, thank you, because, you know, if nothing else, uh, I, I didn't have to go into what's happening next the exact same way that I <laughs> escaped what happened uh, early in my life to get into my 20s. So thank you very, very much for listening. And uh, I know it all sounds like a horror story, but I promise you, this is just America for a guy who can't find a job that he wants to fucking keep. 
see you next week.